Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema on this great Wednesday. You guys, I have seems like I've been missing an action in forever. Well, not necessarily missing an action, but I haven't did an interview in so long. So much has been going on. So I appreciate the ones that's already on viewing. I miss you guys, and I hope you can say the same about me. It is hump day, you guys. It's almost a weekend. Remember what I always say. If you work on the weekend, just be thankful that you have a job. You got that steady income coming in. And remember to be kind because you never know what one is going through. So we don't want to be the one to hurt somebody or take them over the edge. So be kind. Compliment somebody. It doesn't cost you a thing. So today we have a special guest on, Jamar Wilson. Um, I'm going to allow Jamar to tell you about him. He's from my hometown, <laughs> which is great. I love it. He gives back to the community the same way that Let's Sip and Talk with Freema likes to give back. And that's sharing knowledge. You know, learning from one another, helping someone out because a lot of people don't have people to talk to. So guess what? He's kind of in the same business I am in, helping somebody out by sharing knowledge. So without further ado, Jamar Wilson. I'm well. How are you? I am doing great on this Wednesday. I'm ready for the weekend. I know that's right. Me too. <laughs> for the ones that may not know you or may know you, tell us a little about yourself. Okay. Well, first of all, let me just thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. So I'm, I'm very grateful, uh, very happy to be here with you. My name, for those of you who do not know me, is Jamar Wilson. I also go by Maximus, M-A-X-I-M-U-S, okay. and J-Maxi, J-apostrophe M-A-X-I-I. So any of those, you'll be able to find me. Um, I'm 39 from Orangeburg, South Carolina. I am, I consider myself a activist, uh, a teacher, um, a good friend, you know, um, yeah, my specialties, I talk a lot. Um, music is my thing. I'm a vocalist. I sing. So, you know, I always do that. Um, I'm an advocate for uh, HIV, HIV education, awareness, and um, prevention and care, all of that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. You know, I just want to give back to the community and try to help people the way that I've been helped. And, you know. 
I definitely understand that. So um, if you don't mind me asking, what made you decide to say, okay, you know what? I want to give back. I want people to learn about, you know, um, prevention and sexual health. And it's one thing that I read in your bio where you said, you know, you want to create a space, um, you know, a dialogue for one thing that stood out to me was accountability for self and partners. Can you yeah. elaborate on that, on that phrase itself, just a little bit more for me? I can. Um, I was just a little backstory. I was diagnosed with HIV in 2014, December 16th, coming up would make, I think, nine, eight, nine years that I've been positive. Uh, undetectable, and we'll get to that in a minute, what undetectable means. But when in uh, the beginning of my journey in um, HIV, I was met with, even from the nurses, the, you know, the physicians, care physicians, um, anybody who worked in the medical field, it was pretty cold. It was, and I understand why. You know, there's no, hey, how you doing? Welcome. We're going to check your, your levels today. We're going to check your T-cells. It's not that. It's very sterile, very calm, but it's really cold and unwelcoming. Mm. I'm uncomfortable in that manner. Yeah. I like to be happy. I like to be jovial. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like to treat people like they're human right. instead of, you know, like they're a patient. So I saw a need. And so I decided to step into that. And I am... And it's been working out very well. Um, I just try to meet people where they are, mm -hmm. be happy about it, um, show them, you know, be an example and show them that HIV is not a death sentence any longer. It used to be um, share the knowledge that I have and just try to get them in a space where they're comfortable with me talking to them and just having a conversation about it, period. When it comes to uh, being accountable for your sexual health and the health of others, you have to wear protection. Mm. You have to. It may not be comfortable. Everybody knows. I don't like wearing condoms. Right. I really don't. But because now I definitely have a responsibility because I don't want to even put anyone in a position to have to go through what I've been through when it comes to being HIV positive, having to take med medicine, medications every single day. If you miss too many um doses of your medication, you have to take a whole new one that could disrupt stuff. That's a lot. But if you meet it, if you handle it in the beginning at the door, you won't have to go through that. You can wear condoms. You can make it fun, flavored condoms. You can put a little lube on the inside of the condom to make it feel better. And you're protecting yourself against HIV, STDs, STIs, you know, chlamydia, gonorrhea, and her other cousins. That's what I call them. Right. And you're also protecting yourself against unwanted pregnancy. Absolutely. You don't have to deal with a baby mama or a baby daddy. Like, I don't understand why is it, you know, why we can't as a community, and I'm talking about black folk, why we can't understand if we just wear a condom in the beginning, we won't have to worry about all the foolishness that comes with it. Absolutely. You know what I'm it's like being yeah. in that moment, you know, right. and it's sad because I've been there. You know, but it's like, okay, in your head is like, okay, you need to put on a condom, you know, but both parties are persistent and it's just like, okay. And then you worry about it later. <laughs> right. right. And they, th they don't think about what comes after that. You know what I'm saying? Especially in a time as now when they reversed Roe versus Wade, which is so stupid to me. Oh I don't God. understand how men can tell a woman what to do with their body. I don't but understand I it. 
But I understand what that is, though. But we're not going to get into that. Um, so now you really want to take responsibility for your health and, you know, the health of others and prevent certain things that may happen, you know, just to stop it. Wear a condom. Right. You know. Wear a condom, plain and simple. Have you found it difficult? Um, do you share your story with all of your clients or individuals that you know may need a leaning shoulder or is it kind of easy for people to open up to you? All of the above. Okay, so you just... No, it's kind of easy. The way I approach things, um, the way I approach the subjects, it's very... I'm very happy-go-lucky, very excited, you know, to share. Mm -hmm. And I do share my experience, my story with clients that I deal with and, you know, with the public in general, if they ask or if, if I'm in that situation or platform right. um, to openly do so. Um, so it's it's once they hear me speak and then I start to tell them my story, then they become really, really comfortable. Right. You know, I don't have, there's no shame about it. Um, I wasn't, I didn't contract HIV being, you know, reckless or using drugs. Everybody's story is different. Absolutely. But yeah. once you get on this side of the journey, then everything kind of meshed together. That trauma is how you got it. So once we can get over there, we can have an open conversation. You know, we can talk about it or just hear me speak and you process what I'm saying to you. See how you can take my journey or my, uh, or what, you know, the steps that I took in my journey, you know, and apply that to your situation just so you can be more comfortable with, you know, everything that's going on around you. Because it, it, it is a lot. I can imagine. And, mm -hmm. and I want to ask you, and you don't have to answer by all means, but um, what was that diagnosis? What did that do for you at that moment on December the 16th? You know, like, how was that if you don't mind discussing it? Well... Um, I have to start in the beginning. So around 2011, 2010 and 2011, I was, I was in a two-year relationship. I was in a um, monogamous relationship, but my partner was already positive. And we had the discussion, but we always, you know, wore condoms. Mm -hmm. And one night we wore a condom and the condom broke. He did not realize that until after we were done. You know, and, you know, I was I knew what I was getting myself into that there could be a possibility, but we never had any, you know, mishaps or anything. So and I was very comfortable with him. He was very comforting, caring. You know, he took care of me. I missed him. But, you know, um, so with that, I got tested maybe two or three times. Still, you know, nothing came out. Everything came out negative. Um, I was working at I don't know if I can say I can say the school I used to work at. It's up to you. I was the student activity coordinator at Denmark Tech. Okay. So we would have blood drives. And so with some of the students being nervous and scared of needles, I would volunteer myself, you know, so I, they can see it's the needle. It's not, you know, it's not going to hurt you. They're not stabbing me. They're very gentle and very caring with, you know, uh, taking my blood. I didn't even get any. Uh, and this was after the incident happened with, you know, the condom broke with my ex. Right, right. There was still never any, you know, DHEC never contacted me or any other agencies never contacted me saying, you know, hey, you're positive. So around 2012, I moved to Atlanta, was staying with my dad, and I began to get sick. 
and I didn't know why I was getting sick. So um, I got nervous and I didn't know Atlanta that well. So I came home to Orangeburg where I knew where everything was and I, I can get the immediate help and attention I needed. Went to the doctors, they saw, because uh, also with HIV, I contracted syphilis. Okay. When I went to get tested, none of that showed up. They said that I may need to go see a dermatologist. I went to see the dermatologist. He told me that it was psoriasis. He gave me the little shot in each hip and two little orange pills. All my symptoms would away. Okay. So that was then. Come back a year later, I'm getting sick again. I don't know what's going on. Something is wrong. But deep inside, I was like, I already know what this is. I know what's going on. So I had to come to Jesus meeting with Jesus. And I kind of got my mind and my spirit ready to receive any news that I got. got you. So uh, what, December 10th, I think it was, I went and I did the test. They called me back December 16th. Sat me down. It was, you know, they took another test, another blood test and a urine sample on the 16th that morning when I got there, I guess, to reassure what they saw was actually what they saw. I don't know. I didn't ask, <clears throat> but um, got my results, you know, and then it didn't take long. It was really, really quick and it wasn't painful. Got my results. The uh, nurse looked at me and said, I'm sorry to tell you this, but uh your results came back that you are positive for HIV and you're also positive for neurosyphilis. I said, okay, what's neurosyphilis? Neurosyphilis is the next stage of syphilis. Uh, HIV next stage is AIDS. Syphilis, the next stage is neurosyphilis. Neurosyphilis, that's why I was getting sick. It was attacking my nervous system, my vision, uh, my uh, equilibrium. Like, it was doing me really, really bad. Like, half of my years at Denmark Tech, my early years at Denmark Tech, I forgot. I forgot people. I forgot, you know, things that I've done. I forgot how much of a, a, a local celebrity that I was. <laughs> you know, all of that because it, the neurosyphilis was attacking my brain cells. And with me being um, HIV positive as well, that just was taking my immune system quickly. Yeah. But we caught it in time. When she told me everything, you know, I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you for the information. She was like, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm great. She was like, are you sure? I was like, yes. Are you expecting me to be emotional? Right. She said to me, usually in most situations like this, people are emotional. They cry. They get upset. You know what I'm saying? They, some may even get angry. Right. And she was like, you're taking this differently. Like, I haven't seen anyone react to news like this before. So I told her, you know, well, um, I knew what I've been doing. I knew, you know, my behavior. I knew what I was doing. I was having sex. Right. And my partner back then was positive. So I knew there was a risk in, you know, in what I was doing. And um, she was like, okay. But my reaction was, what's my next step? What do I need to learn to live? What do I need to know to stay healthy? Um, what's going to happen now? Like, because of the neurosyphilis, can, can it be healed? Like, can I be healed? Am I going to die? Like, what's really going on? And she explained everything. But still, in that moment, it was still kind of awkward because of the way that I was being treated. 
she wasn't having a conversation with me like I was a person. It was I was a patient. It was a patient. Yeah. And I don't understand medical terminology. So why are you speaking to me in medical right. terminology? I'm I'm a gay boy from Orangeburg. Talk to me like I'm somebody. Right, absolutely. You know, so that's what I try to do now. I try to explain things so that people can understand them, you know, understand it, meet them on their level, or, you know, just be very open and honest without using medical terminology, even though I have access to it and they want to know, I'm, you know, I can give it to them. But you're not going to understand it because you're not in the medical field. You haven't been taught, you know, you haven't been taking classes. So I'm going to speak to you so you can understand, so I can make sure that you're actually getting the information. Absolutely. But for me was very, you know, it went by quickly, but I kind of changed the energy in that because I was hungry for knowledge. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from then, from 2014, I believe you said, to now, um, the medications, haven't they gotten much better now where I hear some people, because I love, I love researching a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Um, some people say one pill, you it know. Is. One pill, and, and that's it. It is. If you catch it, if it's caught, you're diagnosed early. Um, chances are you uh, they'll put you on a regimen really, really quickly. It's probably going to be one pill a day. You must eat it with food. And, you know, with me, uh, I was on Strybuild first. I think that's what it was called, Strybuild. Within, I say, a month or less, I was undetectable. So that, um, I actually spoke to someone about this before and correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably shouldn't have went into the spill. I went into not really knowing, you know, but this is what I gather from someone being undetectable. You might not pass it, you know, you might not pass it or, or maybe you're preventing from passing it to someone else. However, if let's say you use an Oroquic and a lot of people probably don't know what Oroquic is, but Going back to what we said earlier, accountability for self and partner. You know, if you know you want to have unprotected sex or something, okay, maybe go to CVS, get an Orquid, get swapped. However, if you're undetectable, is that going to come back as a negative? Is it the only way you'll know if they're positive is if you get a blood test where you see the antibodies? I think it would be best to do a blood test. I'm not sure how the Orquids, you know, how... Uh efficient they are i've never taken one um and i've never seen one used so i'm not sure how that would work um i would just say go to the clinic and get a test get you know get uh an hiv test done you know i'm pretty sure wherever you live there should be a clinic that do free rapid hiv testing so you know rapid with the blood as well Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's just a small little pool. They take some blood, put a little cylinder, and within three minutes, it'll show it'll show you if you're positive or you're negative. Okay. Okay. Yeah, really, really simple. But um, the medications now we have medications that protect you against HIV, and that's also a one a day. It's that's called really? prep. <laughs> prep. Yep. It's a pre-prophylactic. I like to explain it like a shield. You take the pill. You have a uh, what's the superhero, Miss Marvel? You know how Miss Marvel? Okay, well, uh, I don't know. What it is. I'm gonna I'm still use it because some other people may know. I might have a shield. I don't know. It's a like a just picture it as an out when you take the pill, it's a shield that protects you against HIV. HIV. 
But so it only protects you against HIV. Huh, I'm sorry. It only will protect you against HIV. No other STDs. Nope. Nope. Do you think with that prep being on the market that more people are more promiscuous, more people are going out there feeling like, okay, I have this shield. I'm protected from HIV, so I can just dive in. Do you think some people feel that way? I do. I really, really do. <clears throat> because what happens is once we hear that PrEP protects against HIV, we don't really care anything about, you know, and gonorrhea and their cousins. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so it's like it's like false hope or false, you know, protection or an incomplete truth. Mm, if that makes sense. Because, um, yeah, so you have to, it, along with PrEP, you still have to wear a condom because there are still other things out there that you can contract with unprotected sex, especially if it's uh, risky sex, you know, random partners, uh, numerous partners, you know what I'm saying? You know, so you want to make sure you're, co you're covering all platforms, you know. Absolutely. Now, when you have individuals that's opening up to you uh, about, you know, their, um, you know, being positive. Mm -hmm. Do you go into a spiel about, you know, friends, family, you know, because I know some people just can't grasp the concept. Like you said, they treat you very cold. Yes. Um, is that something that you speak with about individuals that's going through that? Do you prepare them for that? Or you just kind of, you do? I do, because especially in the Black community, stigma is still a very big part of HIV. And it shouldn't be, but it still is. I um, And I also, I often tell this situation, bless my auntie's heart. I have an older aunt. Um, when she found out I was positive, like she was really, really older. When she found out I was positive, she bought me plasticware, like uh, plastic cups, plates, um, forks, knives, all that good stuff. My favorite color is purple. So she brought me purple plasticware and she was very sweet and very kind. She was like, baby, I know your situation. I don't really understand it, but um, I want you to use, these are for you, just for you to use right here. You, when you come over to my house, you got your cups and your plates and your dishes. You got them all right here. And I got them in your favorite color. She's older. Yeah. She does not understand. You know, she can't. I don't think she I, did, I don't think she really understood what was happening. happening. Um, so you're going to meet that with older people. You're going to meet that with ignorant people because some people just don't want to know. They just don't know. They don't want to learn. I, um, in my later years, you know, my 30s. I've, I've learned that sometimes people just don't want to receive information, you know, and um, I'm not, you know, I'm not religious, but the Bible does says that, you know, for the lack of knowledge, our people shall perish. That means if you don't know, you're gone. You don't know, you're going to be gone. You I'm country. So please, please excuse the urge bird in me because I'm country sometimes. I'm country too. <laughs> <laughs> but before we move forward, tomorrow, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And All then right. We'll be right back. Okay. Hi, this is Christy Buss, family member of the world champion Los Angeles Lakers. I'm excited to represent a brand new skincare line that I am CEO called Hedo. And Hedo is driven from the word hedonism, which is self-pleasure, self-love, self-care. And with the world champion mentality of what I've been through with my family and the Lakers, I want Keto to be 
a world champion in your life, which we want Keto to be your other significant other. And with that, we want you to have a relationship again with your skin in a way that you've never had. So come join us with this amazing line, Keto. Shout out to Christy Bus with her keto line, great skincare. I'm actually still using it, so it lasts a very long time. I'm gonna have to look into that. I did. Awesome. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, let me uh just to go back what we were talking about. When I always, I usually tell the clients that I deal with, friends included, because I have a lot of friends who uh are positive and uh, are finding out that they're positive. And some people don't know how to deal with it. You know, it's a lot of information, you know, depression, sets in, sadness. But I let them know when you're dealing with family members and friends who bring you a lot of stigma, say, you know, you can't drink after me. You know, you can't use my silverware. You have to be the change agent. Learn all you can about, you know, the truth, the facts, the myths. So therefore, you can help them understand better, get that knowledge so they'll know that, you know, the way that they think you can get HIV is not true. Right. Yeah, you have to be that, right? You might be the only example of someone living with HIV that they come in contact with. So yeah. therefore, you have to be able to, you know, share that truth so they'll be able to know. That's a, And that's a great way to put it. You know, um, don't get upset with the individual because like you said, some people just don't know. Some people may not want to know, but educate right. them on it. You know, so right. they have a different outlook on it and and you know you won't feel some type of way some people just don't know and you know growing up hearing that word i used to be scared i was little but it was like you know when it started really getting out there it was like oh my god you know what's going on but i mean before i was um i didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry before i was positive i was diagnosed um i had a situation where i was uh talking to a young guy he was real cute Talking to a guy, he was positive. I wasn't fully informed about HIV. I didn't know what that was. You know what I'm saying? I just know you can get it by having sex. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, the conversations were getting really, really deep. And then the conversation of, you know, being in a relationship came about. And I told him I didn't want to be in a relationship. I did say that HIV scared me and I wasn't fully informed on it. So I don't think it's best that I get in a relationship, you know, that we get in a relationship. Um, but on the other side of that, he was not able to educate me. Mm. About, he just knew that he had to take his medication. So I think that if he would have, you know, just educated me a little bit, trying to, you know, kind of coax me or, you know, just give me some information to ease my mind, then we may have you know, been an item or something. I don't know. Um, we both were young back then and he's flourishing. You know, we're both doing great things. But, uh, and that's kind of, now that brings me a little bit of shame. Um, even though I have met with that, but because of who I am, my reaction is a little bit different. You know, I don't really care if you don't want to date me because I'm positive because there are so many people who are positive. There are so many people who are aware and knowledgeable about HIV that I don't have to worry about, you know, not finding a date or future husband, whatever the case may be. But, um, but yeah, just try to learn all you can and be that, not that book of knowledge to help the next person. Absolutely. So truth is, mm -hmm. 
I know um, your mission for that is, of course, like you said, to give knowledge, to let people know they're not alone. See right. Perspective. What made you come up with that name? Just knowing your truth or? Yeah, for me, it was just knowing my truth. Um, I'm a Sagittarian. I hate lies. <laughs> I don't like lies. I don't like sugarcoating stuff. I think um, I'm learning how not to be so blunt, you know, in situations. Yeah, that, that's the task. But I'm, I'm learning that. I've come a long way. But truth is, I'm going to tell you like it is. Okay. Um, and that, yeah, I was working with Hope Health. As, right after my diagnosis, that's who I was um, in care with, Hope Health. Um, okay. And it's a great facility. Um a lot of changes have been made. They don't just service people with HIV. They service people, you know, across the gamut um, with any, you know, health issues. It's a full community uh, health service. And they have a pharmacy in there now. So, you know, they're doing good things. Um, but they, there wasn't anything like for the community to get involved with. You know, you would come, maybe have some therapy sessions or group therapy. Um, and that was it. There wasn't really anything to involve the community and to shine a light, a positive light on HIV. Me being a, a vocalist slash musician, you know, um, I'm into drama, poetry, art, dance. I'm into art, this music and entertainment all together. I was like, how can I use my gifts to share my truth? So I created Truth Is, which is an entertainment platform. If you have musical talents, if you have artistic talents, uh, graphic design, um, drawing, poetry, uh, spoken word, all of that, instrumental music, um, if you're a vocalist yourself, um, that's where you come and you share your story. It's, it focuses on people who are living with HIV and those who are connected to you both parts to express how they felt about the situation, express their, their lived experience. You know, um, maybe we had one um, young lady. She had, I think, I think maybe it was, and this was long ago, two family members who passed from HIV. And she wrote an awesome poem about that. Like, it really had us in tears. So that's what, you know, I wanted. And it truth is, has done what I needed it to do. It created a safe space and platform for people who are connected, those who are HIV, uh, with HIV or those who are HIV positive to come and just express their feelings. You know, I sing my feelings. I had a musician there. He doesn't, he didn't want to use words. He doesn't use words, but he expressed his story through music, you know? So, and that's, what, that's, that's how that came about. Okay, that's amazing. Um, I wish you all the success in the world. We definitely need this. You know, we need people to understand, like you said, it's not a death sentence. It's, it's okay to still love your loved ones. You know, um, it, it's it's okay to, you know, treat them like human beings and not right. just like, okay. Oh, you got that thing. You can't come yeah. over here. Just, just as not to make light of cancer, not to make light of diabetes, not to make light of any other illness, but just like with diabetes, um, and, you know, you have to take medication every day. People who are diabetics take a shot every day. And we do have a shot now for HIV. You don't have to take a pill if you don't like shots. I mean, if you don't like pills. 
there's a shop. I think it's called, oh God, Cabinerba. And I forgot to write it down. I cannot remember what it's called, but it's a shot you can take. I think you take it the first two doses is two doses at first, and then every other month is one day. Instead of having to take the uh, the pill every single day, so yeah, it's, it's all types of measures that we have now when it comes to science and medication that protect, protects you against HIV. All sorts of information platforms, knowledge. People are talking about it now. You have different uh, venues and um, just things you know concerning entertainment, movies, everything. There's so much information out there, resources that you can um, attach yourself to to learn more about HIV. Absolutely, and like you said in the beginning of this segment, you know it's best to know your status so you can catch it. You know, mm-hmm. so you can just start taking one pill and not having to you know where it's okay taking over or did progress so much to where you need to take more than one pill i don't know if that's how that works but know your status you know um, know you're being um unprotected Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying just get tested i mean get tested is very simple non-invasive is not painful it's confidential. You don't have to worry about your business getting out. Nobody's going to talk about you. You know, um, just get tested. I I preach that. Please get tested so you will know what's going on with you and that'll help you. I mean, that'll help you take care of the people around you. Absolutely. If you want to hunt on a regular basis, that's great. Do that. Do you. But as long as you're taking care of yourself, you don't have to worry about spreading it to anybody else. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So just get tested. Y'all can come see me at the Family Health Center. Matter of fact, tomorrow we're going to be at the, uh, if you're in Orangeburg or in the Orangeburg area, we're going to be at uh, Piggly Wiggly on the drive, Edisto Drive, free HIV tests, you know, have a conversation with me. You know, we can talk about some things, you know, talk about stigma. Uh, I can get you comfortable. Uh, I even got little gift bags for you. So come on. Get your gift bag and get tested. We'll be out there from nine o'clock to three. Yes, yes, yes. Know your status. Please. Know your status. And remember, it is confidential. I don't care yep. if you know the individual that's out there, whatever. They can't say anything. You know, right. that's they can't. So it's confidential. Know your status so you can start taking care of yourself and, and the people around you. You know, yeah. I, I think nervous about getting tested my friends used to joke with me a lot because and this may be for someone that may be listening mm-hmm. um i was on Nuvering, you know and before they didn't give it to me you know every you know like okay let me give you a refill for the right moment. i used to have to go every three months you know mm-hmm. so hey since i'm going to the doctor to get this prescription i might as well get tested and my friends is like Okay, you just been three months ago. You didn't test it again. Why not? I mean, I'm going to the doctor. So, I mean, what is it going to hurt? And let me tell you, there are people, because asymptomatic is a thing. Mm. Being asymptomatic, that means you have a sickness or an illness, but you have no symptoms. There are folk walking around with HIV and don't know that they have it because they're asymptomatic. I mean, it can show up like a fever. It can show up like, um, listen, let me get my paper so I make sure I'm telling the truth. 
while you're so, looking at that, I always see like flu-like symptoms. Because like I said, I like to research a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, like flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. It can swell your lymph nodes up. And if you're not, you know, if you're not really aware what that is, like if you take your fingers and put right under, you probably can't see it. The, yeah. Right here, you can feel mm -hmm. like a ball. Balls, yeah. Yeah, a ball up in there. If it's right now, it should be a normal size, especially if there's no pain. It should be normal size. But if they're swollen, you can feel a little pain and they're big. It's like two balls, big balls, golf balls right in your throat. You know, so you have to be aware of what's going on with you because sometimes stuff just don't show up. Yeah. You don't know. Attention to your body. It's telling you something. Right. Um, like they say, when them lymph nodes kind of swell a little bit, it may be some type of infection or something going on in your body. So exactly our bodies definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely please take care of yourself especially now in the time where we're going through food shortages it's so much stuff happening in the world i just i just want people to be more accountable for self for self love yourself love the people around you take care of yourself so you'll be able to take care of your people absolutely mm -hmm. and just back to what i said earlier because i was married for a very long time um mm -hmm. almost 16 years oh wow so, not anymore, though. <laughs> I'm divorced, but just to say, yes, I was married and still getting tested. Um, mm -hmm. I followed someone on TikTok who um, ended up with a positive HIV from her husband. So, right. you know, that's not to say, okay, I'm good because I'm married or, um, you know, I'm good because I'm in a committed relationship. Still get tested. At still the end of the day, it's still your body is still you. Still right. get tested. We'll get tested. And then if you're in a um, marriage, a partnership, that's when you have the conversation. Y'all right. go together. You go to the mall together. You go to Vegas together. You went on that cruise together. Yeah. Yeah. For the freaky people, y'all be swinging together. Yeah. So why not just why get not tested, tested together? Yes. You know? Yes. So, you know, you'll know what's going on. We'll have those difficult conversations as to, do you have baby mama drama? Um, do you work? How was your credit score? But do anybody ever ask, um, when was the last time you got tested? When was the last right. time you went to the doctor? You know, like, you never know. So They only ask that when you're already in there. You're already in there. Right. Yeah. I love this conversation. So, Jamar, is there anything that you would like to discuss with us that we did not touch on today? Um... We hit on stigma, you know. Oh, listen, y'all, because stop using the word dirty. Stop it. I'm not dirty. What you mean? People use the word dirty and unclean when it comes to people who are HIV positive. That's offensive. That's the first time I ever heard that. Yeah, that's offensive. Wow. Don't do that. Don't refer to people living with HIV or any type of illness as dirty. That does not mean we're dirty. We're clean. We bathe. Just say living with HIV or you're positive. You don't even have to say, you know, frankly, if you're not positive and you don't have a, um, a relationship with that person, you shouldn't be using the terminology or discussing it anyway. But definitely, please give us the respect and not use the word dirty. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever, you know, ever heard, you know, that people actually refer to people yeah. dirty. We see it a lot, especially on like dating sites and stuff. They'll be like, uh, clean or, uh, what is it? Drug and disease, DDF, drug and disease free. Oh. 
you know, um, and half of them, you know, they probably don't even know what's going on, and they're probably not. They're probably lying. But anyway, yeah, symptomatic. They think they're good. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Not knowing you're not. So <laughs> that goes back into you know getting tested. But I just want to encourage everybody to get tested. Don't be ashamed to get tested and learn. The more you know, the better you will feel. Absolutely. You know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. The more you learn, the better you'll feel. And it's okay to research things just because you may not have it. Okay. I research all the time about all kinds of stuff. It's okay. I love research. Like I, I Google the most random things. I was just um, Googling what is it? Um oh my goodness. Um I can't remember. I Google so much. It was something weird. I was YouTube, Google, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Somebody go through my history, they don't think all kind of craziness about me. Okay. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah, I, I like knowledge. I do. I love, I it. I love, I love it. Well, Jamal, I enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate you, you taking the time out of your day to come on and chat with Absolutely. us and give us knowledge. Because again, that's what this show is about: giving knowledge back to the community for the ones that may not have someone to talk to, but they learned from us. So if we made if something resonated with just one person on this evening show, then we did our job. So I really, really appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity and the platform. I love what you're doing. I'll be watching. So thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I appreciate you. And viewers, thanks for tuning in. As we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, peace and love. (laughs) 